The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all. I am the offend or aforementioned, I should say, uh, Tony Lightfoot here at the uh, the TWBC podcast. Uh, uh, thoroughly uh, appreciative of your support for each one of these episodes as we continue on the uh, the new series uh, that uh, that I premiered a few weeks ago on tour with uh, with Freddie Winter, and uh, we are at stop number four on the Water Ski Pro Tour. This is the Lake Thirty Eight Pro Am presented by s lines and uh, and yes uh right here next to me ready to give his take on what happened today and also on uh, on various other topics is uh, freddie winter how are you doing sir very good tony thank you so much once again for having me you're not it, sick of me quite yet no 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 I, w- I would i would never be sick of you i mean come <laughs> on i mean i mean you're one of the more entertaining people out of the bunch here seriously oh well, thank you very much well you, i mean of course so are you you're you're entertaining everyone all day with your uh with your dulcet tones and your descriptions, your your uh, what did you call Arno's the ultra ultra turn or something? Today? Ultra slam, ultra slam. There you go. It's yeah, coining phrases left, right, and centre. Oh, I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I should I should trademark some of these. I mean, I should have trademarked the aerial edge change, but I think that already been taken. And much like Taco Tuesday, but there you go. <laughs> All right, and so uh, you currently lead the competition. Uh, you've had uh, three weeks of rest. Well, not self-imposed rest, but a rest, a rest from a uh, from from an exterior source, kind of forced you into that. But uh, you certainly made good use of uh, of that time away, and it, and it's shown out there uh, riding uh, a relatively new ski. I, I don't know whether you've been riding that right from the start of the season, but uh, you certainly seem to be a lot more comfortable with it now. Oh, I got the ski to thursdays two and a half weeks ago so i got i my first set it was was i mean yeah the, the thursday of two weeks ago um i got sent it by d3 and and will bush told me somewhere around the swiss pro uh, king darkness week said oh, i've got this new ski for you i'd like to try i think it's going to be good and you know you never know i've been sent skis before um at all the companies that i've been with and they've kind of you know they've been not good uh you've been sent you've been sent skis where they've been amazing and this one I'm excited about it. I have to say, I mean, yeah, two and a half weeks in and um, dialing it in, understanding what it does. It's it's different to the one I was on before. I was on the Ion for a long time. So, um, yeah, to be here, uh, having got the two best scores of the day, um, two and a half weeks into my uh, into my move onto this Neo 2, uh, I'm I'm very, very happy, especially... Yeah, I mean, it's been a weird couple of weeks. So, so you know, I've, I've been um, I've been skiing. I've been also enjoying life. Um, uh, away from away from the lake so um yeah i'm happy happy to happy to be here and uh, in a good spot for tomorrow i was halfway expecting you on your instagram account to be a posting a fitch uh, a picture of you uh, holding a great big bass or something like that during memorial day weekend and uh, did it did it almost come to that uh, what happened on memorial day weekend will stay on memorial day weekend and no one needs to know Okay, we'll leave it at that then. <laughs> All right then. So uh, from from the position of being at the top of the leader pack uh, of the the leaders here in the men's slalom competition, uh, we'll uh, we'll get to we'll we'll get to uh, picking out one or two highlights from some of the other other competitors, especially those that have made it to the eight. Uh, but 
let's let's have a look at the ladies uh, competition uh I mean, I've got uh, the results here from uh, from the round previous, but I mean, it's fair to say that Regina Jaquis and Whitney McClintock Rini, between the both of them, are just in a, they're in another league, aren't they? Yeah, Regina has been she's she's doing nothing different to anything she's done for the last I don't know eight, nine, ten years. You know, running ten seven five every round. What I'm maybe more impressed with is is the way that Whitney is just you know she keeps finding another gear. Um, she was the form skier going into the world two years ago and then had that massive crash and, and uh, you know, obviously took her out and, and, and then last year she was coming back. But she's run 39 every single round of the, every single round she's skied in this year outside of Moomba, of course, where you can't expect anyone to do that. But she looks amazing and, yeah, ran over boy three today. She is going to run some big scores this year. Uh, her onside, we had a chat with Pro, she says to me that she's rebuilt it um, and it looks phenomenal and, and she's already got an amazing offside so she's a she's a weapon these days she really is is there a kryptonite for either of these ladies each other yeah i mean it's the only thing right like i mean you've got jamie bull who's you know a hell of a skier and is is you know she won here two years ago and she you know she won the world championships two years ago um hasn't started the season the way that whitney or, or regina have but you know not not that's not to say that she she won't be there but right now i mean look regina's we know she's a known quantity. She's she's absolutely amazing. But to me, I'm I'm almost more impressed with what Whitney's doing. I mean, she's just because she's kind of moving up. Like she's three or four years ago, she wasn't running for 39s at all. Like she really wasn't. And now she's she you can't you can't think she'd miss it. And she's going to be going along with uh, with a, with a few of the water ski pro tour stops in Europe. I mean, she has indicated that she and Matt and Zane will be uh, traveling over to Europe for a few stops uh, this season. Uh, one of one of the stops there she mentioned was San Gervasio, and so she's got uh, an opportunity there to pick up some valuable points on the water ski uh, pro tour. And by the way that I've seen her ski in recent times, you know, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to argue against that assessment. Absolutely, she'll be the. I don't think. Don't think Regina's going, but I don't think Whitney's ever been before. So, um, you know, you, you never know. It could be different water over there. You know, slightly different part of the world. But no, she'll she'll crash. She'll do really well, and uh, she'll be probably. I mean, Jamie's going, so the battle of the Canadians will be interesting. Um, and then there'll be a few other skiers over there who are going to try and have a have a bite at them. But it's she's the one to watch in my eyes one of those skiers that is certainly eager to have a bite is Ali Nicholson who uh, who produced uh, two scores back to back a one and a half at 10.75 meters now she's I mean she's not at that stage where you where you eloquently described uh, Whitney McClintock Rini as progressing to the to the same level as Regina Jake was quite yet but she she appears to be more next in line compared to some of the other other competitors with maybe the uh, the possible exception of uh, of uh, Jamie Bull uh, Jamie sorry Ali was comfortably the the number 4 last year um Regina Whitney Jamie all were sort of trading titles back and forth. Actually, uh, Ali was the one that won the two titles when those three weren't there in Europe, the Jewel yeah. and, um, and and the Norway tournament. So she's she's right there. Today she will be disappointed. One and a half is, is below where she would like to be and where she normally gets. So uh, I think, you know, we'll see her get maybe something bigger tomorrow. And certainly throughout the year, she's going to be running, I think, more threes. And she ran the four, I think, in order to get into the, uh, into the Masters. So, yeah. So, yeah, she'll be there. Don't discount uh, Chelsea Mills either. Never can. Tough as nails. That big crash at Swiss and she's back here skiing. Impressive. Indeed, indeed. Still, we're trying to recover from that ankle injury. Certainly wish her the best of luck going forward. Uh, looking at some of the others, I mean, we've got uh, a whole smattering of others. Uh, Licha Bagnoli, who's made it through to the final. So, too, as Ali Garcia, Elizabeth Montavon. 
and uh, and Luisa Jaramillo. Any any of those kind of stand out uh, stand out to you? I, well, I always pull for Alice. She's she's lovely and um, she's skiing really really well and she looks better than last year. So I'm, I'm you know she's going to be the one that's going to go out tomorrow early. I think maybe first off and, and I think she'll hopefully go and get a big score. Um, she's you know I'm friends with all of these people uh, to, to at least to some degree. So. Um, it's hard to pick, but yeah, no, I mean, Aliche's, I'm pulling for her tomorrow. All right, then. So when it comes down to possibly uh, predicting a score for the win, I mean, obviously, you're looking towards the top for the likes of Regina Jacobs and Whitney McClintock Rini. Do you think it's going to take uh, something along the lines as, so far as Whitney McClintock is concerned, tying a Canadian national record to, to take the win away from Regina? I think, I think when it comes down to it, I think that it's going to be runoff with two which would be the same as the Malibu Open like three, two years ago. I think if I had to put money down, I'd say run off at two and then, and then you know, Regina or Whitney could come out on top. It could go either way because they're one for one um, in terms of tour events this year. Whitney won, uh, Swiss, uh, Whitney won King of Darkness. Regina won Swiss for like the 50 millionth time in a row. I think it'll be a runoff at two. I think that, you know, you, you've got to commit, obviously, but I think that they'll be, they will be both apprehensive about turning their offside uh, to risk falling. Um, with the other skier, you know, so hot on their heels. All right, so you've been fairly close. You kept your fair, your, your ear fairly close to the rail so far as listening into to some of the uh, uh, the responses to the to the S lines. I mean, we 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 did we tried them uh, last season. They were they were available when we skied on them last season here at Lake Thirty Eight. They're a title sponsor this year. They're also going to be at the U Twenty One World. So definitely the, the the brand of S lines is certainly is certainly there and looking to make an impact. You know what what have you what have you kind of heard heard a little bit about the uh, the new uh, X and 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 S series uh, lines? I mean just. A very low level ch- I had a chat with Dane he said he liked it said that you know I, I think you turn up at a tournament and, and you're not really going oh I'm really ex- excited to try to test this rope it's just you notice it if it's bad and we've certainly had that in the past um, with various brands where you go oh man this thing's super bungee it's you know it's, it's, it's just not working so for me this is a I said it at Swiss like you turn up and you, you just you know it's a safe pair of hands we got we got a good we got everything kind of lined up for success here and it, and it does to me it feels really good so I'm, I'm excited about it and I mean you know overall just in terms of the market it's good to have competition you know everything is getting so much more expensive in water skiing the boats the ropes the skis the more competition there is the lower those prices can stay um, and then the consumer can buy them and then we have more of a sport so we, we don't want any one monopolistic company running away and being able to put, put whatever price they want on things because in the end the consumer loses and we can't have that because our sport will die Indeed, indeed, very well said, and uh, we uh, we certainly uh, extend every success along the way to S Lines as they continue their their push to try and get more of their lines out into the market. So let's go on to the uh, the men's slalom. Obviously, this is this is going to be more apropos to what you've done out here today. I mean, you've got two back-to-back scores of five at ten point seven five meters, but I made the. I'm, I made the... 10.25, Tony. I, I, 10.25. I, I will put you up on that just because it, it took me a lot to get there. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, but I made the suggestion that in the first round, Nate Smith just basically bulked up on number three or, or at least number two and just managed to get the ski round number three just to make sure that you would be last out there on the water and, and play a little bit of mind games. Has that happened before? And is he, is he prone to doing that? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I'm not in his head. Um, very happy in my head. And I think 
if you did that, then fine. Then I'll, I'll go out tomorrow. I'll, I'll know what I need to get, and we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm going to be my destiny will be in my hands tomorrow. And and you know whatever. That's the beauty of being last seed. And I've, I've I'm not always last seed. Doesn't happen every day. So um, the nice thing about being last seed is you do know um, that exactly what you need to get. All right then. So and also Nate Smith got four at ten point two five meters. So obviously he is uh, there and thereabouts. Although a knocked uh, not making ten point two five meters in in either of the two rounds is. Is, is is something that uh, uh, one one tends to notice as being something unusual, especially here at Lake 38, where he actually holds the course record with, I believe, a couple of buoys at 9.75 metres. Uh, it's, his picture is right up there on the seventh buoy. Didn't do it last year. Didn't do it last year. Didn't do it last year. You, you are right on that one, but uh, if anyone can, he probably would. Now, Robert Hazelwood. That's probably fair. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Robert Hazelwood. Uh, Two scores of three at 10.25 metres. He's as happy as Larry, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's figured it out. I mean, had a rough last year uh, after a really sort of breakout year the year before where no one really saw it coming. And uh, yeah, no, he, if you can start getting those threes, you saw him get three and a quarter at the Swiss Pro in the first round. This is uh, where you can start breaking into finals every single time and, and getting on podiums and, and building to go, to go higher. And whether he starts a third from last or fourth from last is going to be a toss-up between him and Dane Meckler, who also produced uh, uh, dueling scores of uh, three at 10.25 metres euro. Yeah, but to be, to be fair to Dane, I mean, Dane ran over four three times. So that's kind of the, the funny thing. I mean, taking nothing away from Robbie, skiing really well, but like Dane literally, almost, he, he kissed four two out of two times and he was, you know, quite, quite a lot further over. So, I mean, it's, a, it's the scoring nature of our sport. Same here last year, like I came into boy three, needing to run four to tie the lead um and 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 three would have got me second but i tried to turn it and fell and came third so you know the, the way our scoring system is kind of weird you try and turn the boy you fall you you get a lesser score than just you know safetying it and taking the full boy or you can get the full boy and get across like a further 30 to 40 feet across the lake and you still get the same score so it's a it's a it's a weird system it's a system we know and 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 love to some degree but um I, you know, Dane was closer to boy four twice than, than Rob was. All right, then. So let's have a look at some of the other scores. Adam Saddlemeyer, who's on a little bit of a comeback trail after being out of the sport for about a year. And uh, not only did he make the Masters via the LCQs, but he's here at, at this tournament, the, at the Lake 38 Pro-Am uh, presented by S-Lines. Uh, he came through with a score of three at 10.25 metres and backed it up with half a buoy at 10.25 metres. Can't help but be impressed. I'm really happy for him. The, you know, he's someone I've known since I've started pro skiing and a good guy, a really nice chap and someone that, you know, I, you never know the 100% the, the story on these things, but it looked like he had a really, really, really raw deal with, with his ban um, and I, I felt awful for him then and I feel awful for him now that he had to sit out. But I mean, what a, what a way to come back and he skied really well these first few tournaments, even better really than when he was, than when he was skiing before, I think. All right, then. Benjamin Stadelbauer, a guy that seems to have all the tools that one could ever, ever hope for in terms of being a, a top, top rate of skier. And he is. I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves here. But he's, he's still waiting for that breakthrough moment where he ascends that one final rung on the podium and claims a, a professional win. Yeah, I think he comes second at Malibu Open in 2016. Yeah. Um, and then he's, and he's, had a, he's had some... Po he came third at Moomba twice maybe and I think, yeah. I think also on count back so I mean the guy's good he's definitely good he's run 2 at 41 on the Air River um, 
but he's in it tomorrow. You, you can't count anyone out. I mean, he's he's a great skier. He's powerful. He's strong, uh, really strong, and uh, he, he'll be he'll be right there. And certainly, someone you can't count out either is Sasha Deska, who having having been on one particular bra- uh, brand of ski for well over a decade now changes. To much to oh, two to decades, to, I would say two decades. Yeah, it's okay, two decades. Okay, let's double up on that. Sasha Deskern on one brand of ski, two get two decades. Suddenly decides, hey, listen, I'm going to dump that brand and go on to something else. And he he's been terribly consistent out there. He's gotten five at ten seven five, uh, but uh, but he came back and uh, produced two at ten point two five meters to to keep himself very much in the mix. Yeah, I think he must be enjoying that new HO that people seem to like a lot. Um, and he's he's there. Again, I mean, you know, we're all in the final. And, and, and I, I, again, I like this straight final format because it doesn't really matter where you are on the first day. You've always got a chance. The head-to-head, it's kind of, it's not over after the first day, but, you know, you finish in eighth or seventh spot. You know you've got to go up against the guy that skied the best on the day before and you've got to beat them. You can't tie with them. If you tie, then you'll go out. So this is a much better format. This is the fairer format. And I think it's actually better for our sport which, I mean, I'm getting off topic here, but it's better for our sport to have like a, you know, the men's and the women's together is going to be about two hours. Mm-hmm. That's a football game, oh, right? Yeah. In- instead of a head-to-head, which like goes on for like five hours. I think, I th- you know, it's hard, and often the scores are worse because everyone's exhausted. So I think this is the way... Um, and I'm excited for tomorrow. I think it's going to be a good show. Indeed, indeed. And part of that final tomorrow, and he'll be among the first people off the dock, is uh, is Robert Pagosi, who's slowly but surely trying to adapt to a, to a slightly less uh, less physically intense uh, in, intense technique in order in order to uh, to basically keep his uh, career going for for as long as he can. Because I mean, with the technique that he had years and years ago, where it was just like all or nothing you know especially with the gate shot you know that guy couldn't have couldn't couldn't really lasted much more beyond that but but it's also i mean i'm i'm not disagreeing with you here maybe that's 100 percent it but it could also be that he he just the, the equipment he's on doesn't lend itself to that type of skiing same i mean like i used to be a lot more physical than i am now um and i'm kind of running the same scores but you just you adapt to the equipment you're on and, and honestly if you, if you can be on a ski that's faster without having to do all that work then great you know, you do you do want to be more balanced. The harder you work, the more the more pressure you have to deal with off the second week. So, you're better off not um, you're not having to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And so those the uh, the those the eight finalists that we've gone through uh, here, and uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you ski along with those seven other skiers uh, tomorrow. Now, uh, other topics. Uh, the reason reason why that uh, you've been kind of uh, uh, off uh, off the tournament scene for the last three weeks. Uh, concerns uh, the Masters. Now we're we're not going to go too deep into the weeds here. We've already we've already uh, discussed a number of things, and with the uh, and with the fullness of time, uh, you, you've you've probably reflected back and uh, and and you know and just thought about things in in terms of your participation and in your ban in terms of that participation. But let's talk a little bit about the the. The, the Masters qualifiers because the the organizer of the Masters essentially banned you from the competition but you know they they took the decision to also exclude you from from tournaments the two LCQ tournaments which they typically to the best of my knowledge at least have no direct control over is is, is that is that correct in your in your opinion Yes, it was a strange 
Yeah, I mean, I, got, I will get in trouble for sure. There's, I, yeah, I need to be careful what I say because I think that I'm probably not that popular with certain people um, that might have a power over these things. But um, yeah, I mean, I, do, I, I if it wasn't the end of the world for me not to ski in them. But I also, at the same time, I think that um, that it, you know, I don't understand why I was banned. I wasn't really given an explanation beyond the you know, Nautique uh, said that I'm ineligible. Um, but I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't answer that question Tony. particularly. It's a, it, it's, it's a difficult one because I mean, when, you know, when, when, um, who's organizing the tournaments and who's, who's in charge of those tournaments and who's in charge of the sport? Yeah, that's a very, very fair question. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I mean, what, what is, it, it's written in the rules, isn't it? That no, that no corporate entity has 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 power has power over the the international organization is that correct to the best of, to the uh, best of my knowledge it sounds about right yeah yeah sounds about right okay so uh okay with that in mind and at least look, look, looking forward a little bit to next year where, where where hopefully things will will change in your favor in in that re- in that regards the whole qualification deal with the with the masters i mean because of covid because of the pandemic the qualification had to go to those lcqs a number of them it started with three and and is now ended up at two and uh, they placed less emphasis on actually winning certain competitions certain tournaments or even getting high enough up in in the in the in the previously instituted elite standings now do you think that right now as it stands with the qualification process that it continues to set a dangerous process going forward or should or, or should we move back to more of more of those season long type qualifications and and the odd the odd tournaments such as moomba or botas or whatever whatever else uh, the uh, the tournament organizer feels uh, should uh, should count as a qualification tournament uh, beyond uh, the uh, the lcqs I'll say this: There's a there is a you know private conversations on the dock um, with with my fellow athletes. Basically, most people are of the feeling that they prefer the old system. I certainly did. I mean, you know, you 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 go a whole year, you you get in the top seven, you then qualify. You know that you're going to the Masters on the whenever the last tournament is or whatever. That was that was how it was, and that's I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was great. It was it encouraged participation at all the tournaments. Um, it made people excited about um, about going you know traveling around the world. Uh, and, 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 and you ended up always, in my opinion, with the best seven skiers at that tournament. Now, um, the risk of having any, not necessarily talking about the Masters, but I mean, it is in this case, like it, it, when, you, when you do a qualification for a tournament with a finite amount of spots based on one round, it's one event, but really it's one round because you can ski really bad in one round of them and then the other have a good round and, uh, and you're in. I think that the risk of that is you get a lower, f- lower level of field and it's just sort of like you, you, you might get the form skiers or you might get someone that has a flash in the pan good round. So I, I, me, me I, I always think that like a whole season narrative is much more interesting than, than a sort of a, a one-off deal. If you look at like, you know, all the big sports, they, they really, you know, there's, there's a, we're, in, we're sitting in the USA. So, you know, the NFL being the king here, like, you know, you, you have a build up from the, from the preseason to the, to the, you know, through, through the, the traditional season, postseason, and then the Super Bowl, right? So that's a whole narrative. I, th- I think that having just, just one-off tournaments that, that qualify you, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of that. And, and I know that, I know for a fact that, uh, you know, 
I've, my fellow um, professionals, one of the really, really top guys, said to me the other week, it's just not what it was. Um, as a as a result of that, you know, it? actually, one of one of one of your uh, one of your fe- fellow uh, uh, people that uh, that ski on the tour, uh, Will Asher, actually kind of made the point a little bit last season when I did a podcast directly after the Swiss Pro asked him about the whole qualification process, and you know, he he bemoaned the whole the the whole uh, process of having to like requalify for a competition which he should be by right be able be able to to qualify. Based based upon the old criteria, Will Ash is a great example. There's he's a guy I go back and forth with, right? I sometimes I beat him, sometimes he beats me. And um, but you know, there's no doubt that the guy for the last 20 years has been in the top three skiers in the world any given year. I mean, there's just no doubt. He's been to every master since then on the basis of his qualifi- qualifying throughout the year. And and I mean, until he you know he had a, a 10 out of 10 year last year, his best ever year, incredible at the age of 40. He gets to May 8th of this year the day after the Swiss Pro and he's not qualified for the Masters right so then he's got to go qualify and that's like to me that's odd so ma- imagine imagine he like has a couple of bad rounds or it's like it's incredibly windy or whatever and, and Will, doesn't, Will Ash doesn't get to the go to the Masters it, it, you know it is is again I'm not sort of pointing at the Masters here necessarily but like the the if, if you every event we're at Lake 38 every event wants every one of the best skiers in the world there to me, if 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 Will Ash is not turning up at your event, you don't have the best skiers in the world there. So no. I mean, it's so so that seems a risk that you're, you're you're you've got a tournament that is one of the very best. Um, it, it is it's an amazing tournament. Don't don't get me wrong, but like I don't know. I feel I feel like Will Asher, who who's been amongst the very best or the best for the last twenty years, and was the best last year. I mean, he was incredible last year, and then and you know there was a risk that he wasn't going to get in. Uh, it's a it's a it's a risk it's a risk um yeah all right let's continue to move forward a little bit uh, beyond beyond this competition there's la night jam i mean uh, there's the it, it's a strictly nighttime jump event and then we basically go on into europe i mean there are there are a number of events there's botas there's uh, there's Sun, there's uh Caiaphas, which i know you enjoy uh, as well as a whole bunch of other skiers then san Gervasio, and then uh, then then a few others uh, what are, which, which of those tournaments uh, kind of stand out for you on the water ski pro tour going forwards and uh yeah i mean kayaf is always good i think we talked about that before um i'm excited for all of them you know i i, I spent a, a, a hell of a lot of time on thursday and a hell of a lot of money booking all my flights entry fees all that sort of stuff so so i'm going to go and support all those tournaments as, as the way that they are supporting the sport um i'm going to try and do every single event for the rest of the year uh, injury permitting and that sort of stuff and I think we've got a hell of a season ahead of us it's so so exciting culminating you know uh, in the world championships and then and then we can then we can all uh, have it a rest yes indeed and uh, yeah I was about to ask about the world championships uh, again at the same venue in Lake County over at Jack Travers you know it's it's nice to have kind of have that security that nice to kind of have that that level of site that level of facility uh, available to have the world championships but for but for the second straight time you know something 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 uh, something about that i mean you kind of wish that the world championships would change venues as it has done every single year as it's supposed to as it's supposed to but i I look at it with two hats right Uh, there's me as a skier i live in florida um 
Travers is a hell of a place. It's 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 as good of a place in the world to water ski as anywhere in the world. You know that everything's going to be set up. So and I'm so I'm not. There's nothing negative I'm saying about that. What I what I look at it from 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 a, from my view of like the sport, and yeah, it's a shame. Jacinta Carroll, who's the best women's jumper that's ever existed, is considering not coming because she's annoyed that she has to you know travel all the way like miles and miles and miles away, second year in a row when it should be moving around. That's a shame, you know. Um, we should be, you know. Everyone talks about diversity, and that comes through. That comes from many different areas, and one of them is diversity of of, of, of location. You know, to to allow for different um, different people to have access to it, right? So, there are amazing sites in Europe. There's amazing sites, presumably in Asia. Amazing sites in Australia. Um, I, I don't know. I, look, and again not saying anything negative about about it being at Travers I think it's uh, personally I'm happy it's there it's the most convenient for me it's it's going to be it's going to bring great conditions for the sport of water skiing it's definitely not for the best that it's in the same place two years in a row um, if it was at you know my home lake in England and two times in a row I would be saying exactly the same thing it's not what we need and I think that you know there needs to be a bit more imagination into how to make the world championships an attractive prospect so that someone else will grab it with both hands instead of keep going back to the same place yeah, that seems to conflict a little bit with, uh, with with domestic opinion in the United States. You know, where their World Series uh, of 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 baseball in the in the collegiate realm and and also in the women's softball realm, they're all though those events are always held at the same location around about this yeah, time and, of year. And there's, I, I mean, I can see that to some degree because I mean, but you know, the Super Bowl is the World Championships of of, of American football, apparently. Right? But, but it, yeah, but it's. But it, it's only big here, right? Whereas water skiing, as much as it's biggest in the US, it is a, it is a sport where there's, I mean, I, I think there's 200 federations in the world. Yeah. 200 national federations. So that says that there's 200 countries that have an interest in it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, do I, you know, I, th- I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it's very lazy to, to bring it back to the same place every year. Um, as much as it's the absolute best thing for me i i I, you know i i like to see things from a slightly broader perspective than just my interest and uh for sure it would be better if it was if it was somewhere else because look look at the world championships in the last you know handful of years we had we had um uh uh, in 2015 it was scheduled to be in idriscala italy so like a a really 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 awful place which for for water skiing i'll I'll trust me on this one i skied at the idriscala in the late 80s it was it was horrible then and it's probably still horrible now yeah i mean and and you know it's where Mussolini used to land his uh his His seaplanes yeah so it was scheduled to be there and then the italians what something happened there to where it wasn't able to happen and we end up on on a private lake um you know it was rescued by the by the um by the guys in Mexico in Guadalajara, Boca Laguna, Boca Laguna. So, and that was that was a good place to ski. That was fair. Now, then we went to France, which was, I mean, I won there, and I'll tell you that it was a, it was unfair. It was it was bad, and I, I, you know, I I I disagree with it being there. Then we went to Malaysia, which was appalling, um, unfair, dangerous. We had some bad injuries. Then we, and then we ended up at, at, at Travers, which is so much better. But like, it it's a we've got to find a way to make the world championships an attractive proposition. Look, look at all these pro events we have. We have more pro events than we've, than we've ever had since I've been doing this. Um, yeah, they're cheaper for sure. You know, you're only doing one event or two events. They're cheaper to have, but people want to have them. The world championships, it does seem that like it, it, it's, it's expensive enough. I mean, I'm presuming it's prohibitively expensive to where people don't want to actually take it on. So we've got to find a way to make it attractive for, for a two lake site to hold. 
the Travers guys, I mean, they did as good of a job as could possibly be done. Oh, yeah. Um, no worries about that. Yeah. And, and, and they will do again, I have no doubt. Um, you know, those guys are a hell of a team and they've got a hell of a facility. But it just, it can't be that we, we end up in a year and a half going, okay, we're going back to Travers. It, it cannot be like that because then the sports just, we're, 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 we can't just always be in, in, in Florida and America. Yeah, it's the, it's the heartland of water skiing, but it, it needs to be moved around. One of the aims of, of a world championship presumably has to be to, to grow the sport. That's what they kept telling us when they took us to these, you know, these pits in the middle of nowhere um, with, with two foot waves. So we can't go kind of completely the other way. And that kind of extends a little bit to Europe as well, because this season, uh, for the second consecutive time, the European Championships are going to be held in Italy, albeit at a different site. But it's interesting that that different site has kind of uh, bulked on the whole prospect of holding a title event ever since they did their last one in 2010. Like um, Matteo and uh, Fideli have always always resisted doing those kinds of events in favor of doing their own pro event, the San Gervasio uh, Pro-Am. So something kind of changed a little bit with their mindset to where they were they they were willing to do that event that kind of event and do it like 12 months after a similar event took place in the same country over in Rochetto. I think they I mean I I hope it's not um so uh I think they had incentives from their local area right so I oh, think, yeah so I think you know that that kind of comes into it and um It'll be a great event. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll go or not. Uh, Europeans isn't exactly top of my list. Um, it's, a, it's an amateur tournament, which I haven't really gone to the last couple of years. And, you know, you can't... You can't I, I'm a professional water skier. The only amateur tournament I want to do is the World Championships because that's a, that's a huge title. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, do, a, they'll do a great job. Uh, it's going to be... It's going to... It's, you know, whoever, whoever ends up turning up, it, it, it'll be a good one. I, I mean, but at the same time, you, you, you couldn't... You could not stop me from going to the tournament that's happening two weeks before, which is San Diego Pro, because that's a that's a, a tournament that's really going to grow the sport. It's a pro tournament, and um, you know people really like to follow that, and and that's that's where the sport is going, um, in my opinion. All right, then that was uh, Freddie Winter, and this has been the TWBC podcast with the on uh, tour with Freddie Winter series. We thank you very much indeed. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get uh, get with you right at the end of the. Uh, this uh, this tournament, the Lake 38 Pro Am, presented by S Lines. Uh, this has been another episode of the TWBC podcast. And until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.